It's the lowdown on Sports 1440. Now there's a poll. Well done. The Donovan Curier from Mr. Mr. And we play that in honor of Alex Carrier, or Carrier, who may or may not be coming a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Jason Greger just tweeting out about how efficient the Nashville Predators are. They barely spend any money, and they've got a real shot of the playoffs. Lowdown brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. Hurry in for financing as low as 0%, cash discounts, and more on remaining 2023 Sierra Half Tons, plus cash discounts on remaining GMC and Buick SUVs, wolfgmcbuick.com. With that, we say a hearty hello to our dear friend, Bagged Milk from Oilers Nation. How are you, sir? Doing well. Big win last night. What's not to feel good about? Oh, yeah. Before we get to the game, and we will, I promise, I need to ask you a question. Because I heard Gregor talking yesterday about the Winnipeg airport thing, right? And I remember, mm, yes. I know it started on Oilers Nation. I know that for a fact. I know I read it on Oilers Nation. But I don't remember who said it first, and neither does he. Do you or anybody, can you find, can somebody go back into the archives? Is it possible to find out the first, like the, I guess it would be like the discovery of life of that particular meme idea? You're asking the right person, Al. I do remember. I do remember it. And it was our friend Cam Lewis. Oh, started putting that out there. Cam, Cam Lewis. Lewis. There you go. Cam Lewis. And a good man, too. You know? A fine man, a funny man, a clever guy. And that joke's just, we've gotten a lot of mileage out of it. I'll tell you that much. What I find interesting is somebody will say it, and then there'll be people who have never heard it before, and they are as angry <laughs> as the first day it came out. It is the gift that keeps on giving. It just, it never goes away, too. And it's, it's always fun to watch it get new life. And anytime the Oilers play the Jets and we make the jokes about the long bus ride or flying into Fargo, North Dakota and having to bop over the border or maybe even <laughs> flying into Brandon, there, we've had a lot of fun with it over the years and it never gets old. And, you know, I'm just hoping that one day soon that the Winnipeg, the, the fine city of Winnipeg, the people deserve an airport. They damn right they do. I feel like they it's do. inappropriate that they don't have one. So I, I'm hoping that soon. Soon, the fine folks of Winnipeg will finally get air travel. Now, not to cast aspersions on Mr. Lewis because I like him very much, but would you say that as a career highlight for him? I would. I would. <laughs> how could he beat it? Yeah. How could he ever beat a joke like that? You know, I remember. I think back to the first time that ever popped up on the news. CTV ran with our joke, and they kind of took it a little too seriously. Made a bunch <laughs> of graphics. That was probably Cam's crowning moment right there. Is when it was actually it was actually on CTV news during the sports telecast. It was when the Oilers actually started the season over in Europe. And they made a whole big graphic about how they had to come all the way back and then bob down to Fargo, North Dakota, and take the bus into Winnipeg. It was outstanding. We, we play that clip often at Nation HQ because it's such a masterpiece. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, let's talk about the game. Several possible highlights. What was your, what, what's your takeaway from the game, and what did you enjoy the most? As the president and CEO of the Ryan Newton Hopkins fan club, the back check. Man. So good. The back check. You know, he, he went past two of his teammates. He was on his horse. He made the play, stole it. That arguably could have saved the game. You know, and maybe Stu stops it. And Stu Skinner's a fine goalie, and he probably would have. But that back check was incredible. And I keep thinking about it over and over and over again. It was one of those sneaky good plays by Nugent Hopkins where he didn't get a point for it anywhere. 
But anybody that saw it really appreciated the effort on that play. So that was one of the ones that really, really sticks out to me. It wasn't necessarily – it wasn't the Heinemann's two goals or McDavid ending it in OT. It was one of those moments where it got us to overtime. And I just thought it was a huge moment, a great back check, and a great piece of defense from Ryan Nugent-Hawkins. Yeah, and he's just so, like, cash about it. I don't know what the hell Thomas was doing because he's a great player, but he clearly – and that's the thing about Nuge. I think it's because he's around horses a lot. He knows how to not spook anything, you know, and he definitely had Thomas convinced there was nobody coming. Stealthy. It was a stealthy steal. I, I thought that – I think that Thomas thought he was long gone with enough time to make a sandwich, but uh, R&H made, made sure that that was not the case. Yeah, it's good stuff. Okay. And also, just the other one, too, is just how can I not appreciate Zach Hyman getting 40 goals on the season? Beautiful. His career high before he came to Edmonton was 41 points with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's going to pass that in goals alone this year. So if we're looking for moments, you have to give Zach Hyman a bunch of love. He's got eight goals in his last six games. The guy's playing some fantastic hockey. Everybody's talking about how they're all coming from about three, four feet in front of the net, but those are just as beautiful to me. We love Ryan Smith in this city, and he made a career – in that spot on the ice, and to see Zach Hyman pick up the torch has been wonderful to watch. Back Melk, our guest on the Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Chris Tanev. I know a lot of Oilers fans thought he was the only guy out there, and maybe they do check down and get a lesser number seven right-hand defenseman and go with Cody Ceci. What are your thoughts on the Oilers' next step in terms of per- trying to procure or going after a defenseman? It seems like the next logical target or the next one that everybody's talking about is Alex Carrier, isn't it? it he's, is. a, he's, a right, he's a right-hand defenseman. He can move the puck well. He seems to prevent zone entries reasonably well based on what I'm seeing on, the, on things like Nat Satrick. Like, there's a player to like. My biggest question is why would, um, why, why would Nashville necessarily want to trade him outside of the fact that he's got an expiring contract? But to me, that just seems like the next fit. I walked into Nation HQ today, and then the first thing Tyler Uremchuk says to me, he goes, Alex Carrier next? Is that who we're chasing? And it kind of seems like that's the next best, best option at, at uh, right-hand D. But I'm also curious because we're still you know, just over a week out. What names are going to shake loose that maybe we no. didn't think about yet? You know, because I still think that there's some teams hanging on to the idea of a playoff push, even whether or not they're actually in the mix for one. And I wonder if that means some other names are going to shake loose that maybe we haven't heard yet. And that's a great point. And I, I recall, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Ekholm's name didn't show up until late, late, late in the proceedings. It was quite that's right. far into the process. And then he finally was traded. Now he's traded well before the deadline, but his name didn't come up until he was basically gone. Uh, what are your thoughts on, because I, you know, we've heard Jason Greger talk about Nick Dowd. Adam Henrique is a center who's out there. We're all focused on the wingers, the Gensels, the Tarashenkos, the the, uh, the Um What about a guy like Adam Henrique? He's been rumored to the Oilers. If they brought him in, he could be a third-line center, but you know what they did a year ago uh, with Bukestad. He ended up playing right wing at times. So is there, does it matter if the guy can play center or do you just want a winger who's a pure right-shot winger? Well, if it was up to me, I would, I would have a team of nothing but centers if, if, if I, it was up to me. You know, I think of like the classic team Canada's when they go to the Olympics. Every player that they bring on the roster more or less is a centerman that's moved over to the wing or playing their natural position. So I love the idea of a multi-tool athlete. So if you can bring in a guy like Adam Henrique, 
and he can play at center and you can strengthen your depth down the middle. I love that. But then if you, you give Nobby some options where he moves over to the wing and maybe he provides some offense on the wing that maybe we didn't expect. I love that too. But the option is there because he can play both positions. So if it was up to me, I would choose the centerman every time. And I also wonder if you think about the Anaheim Ducks, is there an opportunity to make a bigger trade where it's Adam Henrique and then maybe you could also get Sam Carrick. It would have to be a bigger deal. More pieces would have to be going out to make the money work. Maybe third teams coming in. But if you could get those two as an example, all of a sudden your depth down the middle is very, very strong. And then you've got an opportunity to do something really, really special and give uh, Chris Knobloch some options on how he puts his line combinations together. But I, to answer the question specifically, I'd love more center depth always would, always will. And, and I think that Adam Henrique, he's having a fine season in Anaheim for the most part, uh, hasn't played a whole lot of games in the playoffs, which I found interesting. The biggest run he had was back in 2011 uh, with the New Jersey Devils. I was surprised to read that the other day. So, you know, he'd probably be itching to go and ready to go for some playoff action. And I think he'd be super excited to come to a team like the Oilers too. Well, and it's a great opportunity. The one thing that, you know, everybody says like Tarasenko will wave for a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Well, that's Edmonton. Edmonton might end up with him because they're like legit. Um, what's the, is the biggest name now uh, Hannafin like, or is it still Gensel? I guess it depends on the, what the team needs, right? Because I think that both of those guys are going to be very, very good players for whoever picks them up in completely different ways. Noah Hannafin's having a strong season down in Calgary. Jake Gensel's a former 40-goal man. Anybody wants to add that down the stretch. So I think it really depends on team needs. Like, as an example, money aside, if we were just putting that aside, I would prefer to have Jake Gensel on this team just because of Noah Hannafin, the left-handed defenseman. So that would be my preference. But I think you're going to get a different answer from every kind of fan base, depending on what their team needs are. But mm-hmm. those two are, to me, the front, uh, the best trade chips available for their respective clubs at the time. You know, Lindholm was already off the board. Tanov off last night. I'm just hoping we save some trades for deadline day. <laughs> me too. Uh, and it's, you know, we always talk about restrict or unrestricted free agents. And yet, you know, a year ago, it was Ekholm who had term on his contract. I'm going to ask you this name and I like, I know your answer, but I just want you to mull about it and think about it and tell me what your reaction would be. Adam Larson has been mentioned a lot. I know he's not coming here. I get it. But is that about as perfect a, a solution as Ken Holland could find if he were available? Oh, I'd love it. I, I love Lars back. I, I love the way he plays. He's rough. He's tough. He's hard to play against. He suppresses shots. He's physical. He's everything you want in that kind of defenseman. Now, a few weeks back on this segment, Al, you asked overall who would be my ideal player to bring into the Oilers for this playoff push, and I said Jason Smith. Well, we can't have Jason Smith, but Adam Larson is kind of a similar in the sense that he's not easy to play against. He defends well. Maybe the boots aren't where we'd like it to be, but overall, he's a smart enough player to kind of get around that. He would be so great. I'd love to have Adam Larson back. Um, Understanding that, you know, his own personal history probably prevents that from being a possibility, but man, that'd be a great fit. Yeah, I totally would. All right. You stay out of trouble. Uh, How's how's the dog? Everything going okay? Getting outside? Because it's a lot of snow. Uh, How's that going? Loves the snow. He's a big, big fan of the snow. Jumps around like a gazelle. Very cute to watch. Love watching it. But his problem is he's a short-haired dog, right? So he's a little bit of a a baby to the cold. And I understand it. 
I understand it. Sometimes when he's got to go outside and does do his business, he does in and out in record time. So he had a big win last night for Frank's pick, so he's feeling great today. Well, and you say he's a gazelle. You also are a gazelle. You must be fun at the dog park. I like to think so. I like yeah. to think so. We go on a lot of cruises, he and I. So I'm actually looking forward to the weather warming up a little bit and spending more outside, uh, more time outside with the dog. And as I know, you are as oh, well. Oh, man, can't wait. All right, thank you, sir. Have a good one. Thanks, so. Al. All right. Lots of texts coming in about what the orders should get. I like Toffoli. I, I, the reason I don't bring up Toffoli is because I think, I keep thinking New Jersey's going to make a trade for a goaltender. Surely to God they're going to make a trade for a goalie. And then they're going to get in. I want Bukestad, minus one million. Now, now Declan, you're going to be my expert here. I don't think the orders, they can't, nobody can retain on a deal if he comes back. No, they, they can't. Um, yeah. The same thing happened with, uh, with Philly and Carolina with Tony D'Angelo in the offseason. If you've traded for that player um, in the last calendar year, you can't then, again, retain on that same player. Right. And so that's, you know, fait accompli, as it were. I mean, if you trade Jack Campbell, but um, we'll read this and then we'll take a break. I just have to find it. What are the reasons Larson decided to leave? That's from Connor. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, there was a Ken Holland said in an interview that he thought the deal, they were close and it was, you know, they were, it was an turnaround signed CC as quickly as he could. But tragically, and I want to be very sensitive about this because it is a, it's a, a difficult moment for Larson and for a lot of people uh, who've lost their parents. Adam Larson's dad flew over to see his son, I guess, play hockey and spend time with him. And it was a long, exhausting trip. And uh, he fell ill and he passed away. And look, you know, um, I can just say from my own personal experience, there are, and I'm not trying to like bridge onto what happened to Larson. I'm just telling you factually, there are stores I don't go into anymore. There are songs I don't listen to anymore. And, and it, because it's too painful. So I, I guess I understand it well why he would want to move to a different place and to have a different life and to not be reminded. Because the, the, the most unusual things happen, and it's not even, a, it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. It just, that, that event in his life was raw and pure and hurtful and harmful and painful. And you can't blame anybody, and you certainly can't blame anybody for trying to find a new place in the sun. And I think that's what he did, and I, I suspect that he probably would not want to come back. But that's my suspicion, not something that, that anybody's asked him. All right, 117, lots of comments, lots of trade ideas. A very good day for it. We're coming up on it, and it feels like the Tanev deal may just be the watershed we're looking for. Lowdown with Low Tide on Sports 1440. It's the Lowdown on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wolf GMC Buick. They're available at wolfgmcbuick.com, 24-7, 365. Good people. Say hi to Doug and Mary. I bet at least one of them loves that song. When Kenny Rogers hit, he's with the first edition in 1970, just drops by to see what condition my condition is in. And then about, he would have had a couple of country hits. And then about 76 or so, and I think it was The Gambler, bam. And then he was hot as a firecracker. And across all formats, wildly popular, 
duets with Dottie West, with Dolly Parton, didn't matter. He could have sung, you know, something that Declan wrote, and it would have been a hit. That's how popular he was. I could write a song. Could you? Yeah, I could write a movie. I'd probably be better at writing a movie, actually. Okay, well, you know, I mean, don't bite off more than you can chew or anything, but what would your movie be about? I got a lot of good ideas up here. Okay. I'm telling you. I have uh, I'll make this really quick, but I have one idea for a movie. Basically, it takes place on, like, a Georgia plantation, and yeah. it's over, like, a 30- or 40-year period. Yeah. And basically, the son of a slave owner falls in love with one of the slaves. Oh. And it like his event like there are a couple things that go into it, but eventually it's how his life plays out and the resentment he grows towards his father. Right. And then I don't know, I guess I don't know. So sort of like roots. Out. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. Is that movie out there? Because I came up with that all by myself, I swear. <laughs> I there like I didn't go into it in, in in enough detail, but I have some ideas that I really want to implement, like some things like you know, th- th- she would end up getting sold, and he would resent it, and then his father would hand it down to him, and it's a moral conundrum. He doesn't want to take it, but he has no other way to make ends meet, things like that. So I could write a movie. I'm telling you. Well, it does sound interesting. Yeah. What about you? Any movie ideas or songs? For I you? just wanted to say that that sounds like an Oscar winner. That sounds like it's going to win like best screenplay. Oh, this, this from the guy who doesn't like Pulp Fiction. I know that's true. Oh my goodness, maybe my movie's bad. Uh, I would. <laughs> what I would do is I would write the movie and don't show it to Donovan. No, Donovan. Donovan will get advanced tickets to the screening for front row because he was the first person. I'll always remember this. He was the first person who believed in my movie and said it could win an Oscar. Yeah, you know. And in the He'll middle of your movie, premiere. he's going to get up and leave, and everyone's going to well, Donovan didn't like it. Donovan, Donovan I'm going to take you to meet Leo and and Margot Robbie and whoever else is going to star in my. Do movie. Do you guys really want to hang around with Leo? Leo's like my age, isn't he? I'd hang out with Leo. Boy, the power of fame. You probably hang around with Jack Nicholson too, and he's five thousand years old. Jack Nicholson would scare me. With his face or overall? Overall, okay. Because I would just always think about his "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest" performance. Oh, that was fantastic! Yeah, I'm telling you, yeah. that was a great movie. It really was. Louise Fletcher, she won the Academy Award for that. I believe there were some scenes in there that were. Oh, she was great as yeah. Nurse Rouse. She was great. Yeah. Apparently, there were some scenes in there that they were filming among the the population that went a little awry. A little bit, you know, maybe dangerous. Um, LT, I grew up going to Eskimo games with my dad. He died in 2018. I still can't even drive by the stadium without crying. I totally get the Larson situation from Jocelyn. Exactly. You know, there, there's, and it's, I don't want to, you know, bring everybody down and, and talk about it too much, but, but like even aroma or uh, music for sure, music will just crush me in a, like one beat. And it's gone. So, yeah, I totally get that. Denzel Washington is the dad. Uh, well, the dad would be white. Oh well, because they own the plantation. Okay. Right. Well, we weren't. I didn't. He didn't follow along, and I didn't catch. Well, it. I probably didn't describe it very well. So. Well, you did yeah. actually, and we just, you know. What, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, you know, it's not like you pay attention to every word I say. Oh, less than forty percent, I would say. No. So. Circle gets the square. Is the NHL ever going to plug the Vegas loophole, the one where they go into the playoffs with the top three lines because of injuries from Rob? Actually, Rob, I will be honest with you. I've changed my mind a little bit on this. I would have agreed with you a week ago. But Gregor did a thing. Did you hear it? Yep. And, like, last year they were compliant for every game. They were? Yeah. And so, like, I'm not – like, I, I hold a grudge as well as the next guy. In fact, probably better. But that is proof. And so sometimes, you know, you have a bias or you have a belief, and then somebody 
comes with the goods, comes with the information. And you can choose to disregard it, but it is intellectually dishonest. If somebody presents something in a you know realistic, relative, reasonable fashion, and it is factual, then you should adopt that and move off of your crazy ways. By the way, Connor was out talking about flat earth earlier. Was he? You know what he did? Actually, when I was out there a couple minutes ago, he asked me if I believed in the moon landing or something. So he's on one today. He's spewing some nonsense out there. What the hell is going on? I don't know what he's doing out there, but something's going on. I swear to you, I'm at a time in my life, and I'm not even kidding, I would like to send everybody to their room. Really? People won't go, but I would like to totally. Everybody go to their room until supper. We will call (laughs) you when supper's ready. And don't ask what it is. You're going to get what you get. Mm. I That's what I had. In the 60s, you know what you did in the oh, 60s? Oh, yeah. I got sent to my room all the time. You, and not only that, you'd go visit people and you'd sit on their sofa and you would speak when spoken to. And I hated it. But you know what? I also hate this. So, low tide is spoken. Donairs apparently come from Halifax. I, is, it, is that real? I don't know. I was I like it could be. I haven't done any research into it. That sounds right. I know it's somewhere on the East Coast there. I have researched this in preparation for this moment. Donairs originally come from Turkey and they had a different name. It Thank was, you. It was Gyros. That was my friend. Yeah, it was Gyros. Yeah. yeah, it was a Donair kebab, kebab actually. And uh, then they came to Atlantic Canada, uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia in the early 70s. And uh, apparently they were uh, anglicized and they were mispronounced. So it just beca- Wait a became Donair. Interesting. English people don't mispronounce anything, he said. <laughs> Victor Faust. Yeah. All right. I'm the worst pronunciation guy ever. Like the, the, the guy, the Minnesota Wild, signed mm-hmm. the other day. Good luck me ever getting his name right. So we just won't bring him up. Well, we'll just call him Larry K. Okay. Get Ovechkin. No. Think they all go after Bukestad. Did we not talk about this? That it's not going to happen? I think we did. Ryan O'Reilly. Well, boy, he's a fine player, but I don't think he's coming here. Is Travis Hamannick a consideration? Cheap? One more year? I don't think so. So you can two-hand chop a player for a 5K fine. It's 25K to talk about the ref's poor performance. Well, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of it was the, the you know, not every word is the same offense. Right? Like, you know, there's words we cannot use on the air right now. Oh, yeah. Ironically, if I did a podcast, I could use them. It almost wouldn't seem right. Things like Geneva... And hi-ho, the Lario. You can't use those on radio. Yeah. No. You're pushing the envelope a little bit, but I respect the restraint. I, I would, I, you know, the thing about, <clears throat> I've been on podcasts before. I don't swear there either because I've been 40 years doing this, 43 years. I was going to say, like, it would this. sound unnatural. Yeah, it wouldn't I'd, sound right. And I think there would be a shock You'd be value. be forcing it, yeah. Yeah, there'd be a shock value, which I guess, you know, has appeal. But I think you got to stay in your lane. So I wanted to talk about this, and we're at one thirty, so I might as well because we're running out of time. Mm. 
everybody's talking about the nurse CC pairing. And I, I want to talk to you about where they're playing in the lineup. They're mostly playing with, although last night they were playing some with McDavid, and they haven't recently and I played a little bit with McDavid because that line is being loaded up. So Nurse and CC had some wobble early in the game. Both of them were behind the net on the second goal. Nurse did not defend the 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 uh, slot very well on the first goal and power play goal. But and I like I'm a fan of both of those players, and I'm also a fan of Evan Bouchard. But in the last couple of games, Evan Bouchard has been she's been passed like a house on the side of the road several times. And he did again last night. And you know what he did was after that he recovered and he went down to the other end and he got up drew a penalty. So what I'm saying is that I know that when you're losing, it's easy to fixate on one particular moment in time and blow it into what is the ultimate. But but I would just say to you, in all honesty, that that when you look from 10,000 feet, Evan Bouchard and Matthias Ekholm are having a really good year. Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece are having a good year. But since January 1st, there's a little bit of wobble. And I think they do have to address that. I just don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know what's out there to help them. Right. You do you think like do you think the best solution would be going full nine replacing CC or do you work with what you have? I would work with just, what I have, yeah, and maybe get a Carrier who's not as big uh, to work as the seventh guy. You've got Broberg as your eighth guy, but on not the left break side. up that pairing. No, no, but okay. I mean, if there's injury or whatever, you may, of course, you know, yeah. But I, I, I'm just, I'm like, I don't, I know that everybody's down on CC. I understand that, but. Show me where there's a better player who bring like he's a rugged guy, and he is a physical guy, and he is tough, and I know he's had a bad run, but we saw Bouchard terrible earlier, and lately we, he hasn't been great defensively, but he's been putting the puck in the net like crazy. So, I, th- I, what I'm saying to you in a way is that no matter who they bring in, you're going to watch them and see the warts because everybody has them. And sooner or later, you develop a past. And maybe you're sick of Cody Cece, and you think Adam Larson is perfect. But when Adam Larson was here, a lot of you didn't like him either. Because staring at a guy 82 nights a year, when you have been through what the order fan has been through, you're going to notice mistakes. Did you get your pizza ordered? I did not get my pizza oh, ordered. What was Scream uh, the whole thing over there on the well, phone. <laughs> my days. Unfortunately, the, uh, yeah, the pizza just won't come to the Stingray Studios. Yeah. I don't know why. But uh, we got a... We've got a listener call in, and yeah. uh, he said that uh, there is a famous Donair joint in Halifax, and if okay. we're ever in Halifax, we need to. Uh, he called it world's famous Donair, but after mm-hmm. after a quick Google, I've found Tony's famous Donair. It's uh, it's got fantastic reviews, and it was established in 1976. Wow, you know, I've been to Halifax, and I did not get a Donair when I was there. Wow. Missed opportunity, maybe, but it's a it's a hell of a city. 1976 would have been Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D. That was when that came out? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, the Eagles would have had a lot of hits. Desperado. Like, mm, Desperado was 74. Man, one of these nights good. came out in 75, so maybe maybe one of the songs from that album. 77 was Hotel California. Maybe Lion Eyes was a hit. Um, Elton John would have had a ton of hits during that period of time. David Bowie would have been big on the radio. Uh, Golden Years would have been on the radio in 76, I believe. Okay. Maybe Fame. Fame was late 75. Sugar Ray Leonard won a gold medal at the Montreal Olympics in 76. I don't remember when Daryl Sittler scored his 10, but it might have been 76. Mm. 
The Habs are very good in '76. We should we should make that a segment at some point. We just we pick a random year and run down what happened in the world and in the sporting world in that year. We yeah. kind of just did it, but we should really yeah. go into it. Yeah. Uh. You know what I've started to do now, and I uh, nobody can tell, but I'll tell on myself, is I wave at people who aren't looking at me <laughs> and have not noticed me in any way. And then they look at me and go, what the hell is that guy doing? Right. So I don't know if I'm bringing in new listeners or just making myself look even weirder than normal. <laughs> you do the wave, then you point to your name on the marquee on the glass there and point <laughs> to the mic and the headphones and all that. Hey, we're here. I promise. What exactly is Low Tide doing? Okay. Listen. Anyway, any like we'll do anything to promote uh, the station. Anyway, to totally. get a new listener. We are so about it. Um, I like this time of year. I I wish the CFL draft was closer. Are you an NFL draft guy? Big you, NFL draft. So guy. do you follow the combine? Uh, you know what? I've never been a huge fan of the combine. I'll, obviously, I'll watch it. So like, I'll watch highlights of it. I'll check the results. But I never was huge into the combine. I don't know why I I just watch don't think it, it makes or breaks a prospect. It, it I never doesn't, have. But I watch it, and I'll see some 340-pound guy knock four or five of those little paint sample things off. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll go, okay, that guy's great. And the 40-yard dash is always very cool to watch. Yeah. Well, very, very cool to watch. And it depends on the position, too, right? Like oh, yeah. Some of those linemen get down there. But the... the uh, well, nowadays, the linemen can run in like a 4-8. Oh, I know. I know. It's crazy. But the wideouts and the cornerbacks and the safeties... and Just fly. Even the linebackers, man. Oh, man. There's some fast linebackers out there. The best are all the unathletic quarterbacks. That's when you really get... That's when it's good And TV. you can tell the difference between who's going to be... some of, Even at the combine, guys can drop the ball in at whatever. Oh, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I watch it, but I do. Ty, do you think the top six teams in the West are set? Not necessarily in that order. Any guesses on the two wildcard teams? Well, I don't think they're set. I think L.A. is in, and I don't think they'll catch Edmonton or Vegas. And then I think it's Nashville today, but St. Louis is right there. I can't remember now. Um, I will say L.A.'s in, Nashville. Yeah, Nashville will get in. And that means Calgary, St. Louis, Minnesota will not. And then out east, it'll be, oh, my God. East is tough. Well, Detroit looks really good. They They're do seven, look two and good. One. You don't want to say Tampa Bay is going to miss the playoffs, but they could because New Jersey is going to get a goaltender. I'll say New Jersey makes it and Tampa Bay misses. Speaking of New Jersey and a goaltender, I saw a tweet from uh, Pagnota saying that Jacob Markstrom is not going to be traded. Damn it. Interesting. Uh, for Yeah, he will be staying in Calgary for the rest of this season because the okay. Devils tried to circle back. That would have been a great fit for New Jersey. So New Jersey, I guess. Now what's the check down? So who would you go? Boston? Maybe you could sway a goalie out of there. I don't know. I'm just like I. You guys look at it through a more learned perspective than I do. But if I have a Swayman and an Olmark on my team, I know you can only have one on the ice at a time. But I just have a real tough time trading one of either of those guys this season. But they need they need centers. They no. need centers. So I I do you know that every time they say Linus Olmark, I think of Linus Olmark. Oh yeah, all the time. Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Yeah. Clap bomb in the shootout. Not totally, a big deal. Right. My goodness. And then Tim and Magnus Payarvi. Right. Were and the, remember the oh. Lightning all like act like babies. You know. Yeah. Oh, did you do that? Yes, he did. He beat your goalie and made him look like a fool like a fool that would that be your shootout move no wind up clap bomb with what the i would kick? do i would do a uh i'd skate in and then i'd do a stop drop and roll oh yeah okay. like there was a fire 
And then I would slide it in, and then the referee would say, that's not a goal. I think I would maybe, I'd either do the Jokinen, Mm -hmm. the UC Jokinen, or I would just like make eye contact with the goalie and then look into the stands with a gasp on my face, get him to look up, and the puck just kind of slides in. One of those two. I asked Ruddy about a shootout goal that one time, and he said he blanked out. He didn't know. He had to watch the video. I believe that. Yeah, Yeah. which is interesting. Okay. Uh, More of your comments on the way. More talk about the Edmonton Oilers and the trade deadline and what they may do. It's all on the way. Low down with low tide on Sports 1440. Was that Greg Kinband? Tommy Two-Tone, baby. Okay. They had... Greg Kinband was uh, the breakup song. (laughs) Was that it? Maybe. I just think it's funny that even though the answer was no, you still went into talking about, talking <laughs> yeah. about Well, once I'm on, you know, I'm <laughs> yeah, on the track. Matter. It does not matter. I You're right. That. You're right. That's a good point. No, no, I I simply don't care. I'm just going in the direction I was heading. That's so awesome. You can't no one can get you off your path when you Totally. Yeah. I mean, certainly, you know, it probably would be informative if I could check down to another Tommy Two Tone song, but oh, I don't have no, one. there isn't one. So um, (laughs) that'll make it easy for you. I believe it. Okay. uh, This come from Big Bobby Clobber. Did you hear or see the numbers crunched by Cult of Hockey regarding Nurse and CeCe? Contributions to grade A chances for and against. Since the break, they're getting crushed, according to the metrics. They were below average pre-break and dismal since. Um, I will say this. I I ran some numbers and I I quoted them on the blog today. Um, Since January 1st, Nurse CC are at 43% at five on five in goal share. Nurse without CC is one goal for and 13, three against. So he's like 13 and 19. So, and CC without nurse and with nurse is 14, 16. So a lot of people are associating nurse with the issue or CC with the issue, but nurse has actually been a bigger drag. Now, the question you have to ask yourself, and it's an important one is how much of this is short-term, how much of this is long-term. And I, my own feeling is CC would have been an upgrade. And, and I know people talk about Walker. We've talked about Carrier. We've talked about others. CC was the guy who was the shutdown type, who, who suppressed zone entries and made it more difficult. And I'm not sure that guy is out there. And what do you do? Well... One of the things you might be able to do is to improve that third pair, although it's very good, or even ask the third pair to take on more of the difficult minutes that Nurse and CC take on. The top pairing, when they're with McDavid's line, are top drawer. But I think one of the things the Edmonton Oilers could do is check down Dreisaitl to the second-line center job, find a winger that he can work with and a two-line guy who he can work with, or a two-way guy, and have that two-line work mostly with the second pairing against the Tufts. And I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you accomplish it. But I do know that when you have Ekholm with Bouchard and the top line, the McDavid line, it works like a charm. You may have to, everybody's going to hate this, you may have to go back to McDavid's line with the nurse pairing and the dry sidle line with the Ekholm-Bouchard pairing to protect against that. And I know you don't like it. But maybe you have to do it. And I know you're going to send me a thousand numbers and tell me why that's a terrible idea, as Charles Barkley says. But the absence of alternative what? It clears the mind. Great Charles Barkley reference, by the way. I love Charles Barkley. He always he does terrible like that. It was good. He's funny. Oh, he's he's a funny man. You know what? He honest he's a he's a bad analyst. 
I'm not afraid to say it. I love watching Charles on that TNT panel. I love him with Shaq. I love him with Kenny. He doesn't know how, like, over half. He doesn't know, like, 75% of the players in the league. And he breaks it down. Like, if, if he's not talking about a star player, he can't really break a game down. But he's funny. He's great TV. I love watching him. But I'm just saying. I'm, I'm a fa- Actually, you're right. I'm telling you, right? But, but Shaq is also, like, like, Barkley's weakness is that he gets on a tangent and that's what he's doing. Yes. But but Shaq's weakness is that he he's like he's very funny when he reacts to something, but when sometimes he brings up a point it is such a bad point. Oh yeah. And like I don't know how Ernie does it. Shaq I, Ernie deserves everything. Everything. And Shaq like he can get off on a tangent too and just turn yes. it turn it like he makes it about himself. Yeah. To, and Kenny is the other the other one. Like Kenny's, I think actually does probably the best job of actually breaking well, down. I think film Kenny knows the game the best. Um, yeah, maybe I think they all know the game well. I don't want to discredit them in that sense, but Kenny, like Shaq and Chuck, almost feel like, and I think this is deserved, but they feel like they're bigger than the analysis because of who they are, which is yeah. probably true. Kenny feels like he, there's like a service to the people watching that he has to break down the film, and I appreciate that about him. What I what I like about that halftime, and it is brilliant is it never feels canned or forced. No, never. It's and, fun. It's great. Well, and, you know, I've seen I've seen outtakes where they're not even on the air. They know they're not on the air. And it's That's, what you would expect. The host is working hard to make sure yeah. stuff's going on. Charles is picking on Shaq and, and Ernie's saying... Shaq's flaunting his rings. Right, and, yeah, yeah. Or Ernie's saying he doesn't really mean that, Shaq. And then, like... You can get the the feel of these guys, right? Ernie's like their dad. He totally yeah. is, right? And he has to kind of protect one of the other kids when they're get, not getting along. And thank good that uh, thank God that there's only two gigantic egos and they're on either end of each other. One time, Charles Barker, I can't say what he was talking about. He he was in New Orleans and he had met this woman. I'm not going to say what they had done, but he was he was talking about having to get back to her, and it was it was like wildly inappropriate mm-hmm. but it was also the funniest thing he ever said oh man you ever hear him talk about the women in san antonio no <laughs> again can't say it but if you want to laugh look it up because he he goes after them pretty hard i just like great you know they what? are shocking and that song i'd never mentioned the song that the jack did for kobe i still can't believe people played it i know that was like in clubs and stuff god and i'll tell you like tnt's done a good job with biz and wayno trying to match the energy that they had with that basketball set there on tnt so, like they're they're nhl's doing a good job with that what if jesse's girl was stacy's mom and her phone number was eight six seven five three oh nine we're through the looking glass here people in a, on a day with con, a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theories out in the hallway, that's one of them. I what is Connor doing over there? I don't get it. Just talking about aliens and stuff. But I mean, he's like he's talking about it like credibly about you know questioning the moon landing and. Uh, May I pitch something to you? And Galileo. Galileo was cool. Galileo was nice. Galileo was so cool, he was included in the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody. He was, yeah. Galileo. <laughs> telling you. Um, one thing we've talked about, one thing we've talked about here is when the time comes to pay Boosh, who would you rather have, Boosh or Nurse? Right. And we've talked about keeping Boosh and trading Nurse. I think we're all on the same page there. I think we're all on the same page. I would there. keep so Boosh. Qu- I don't think that's the way it's going to go, but I would. Right, yeah. I would. So the question is, what would Nurse's value be? What do you think a package for Nurse would look like? Well, the problem is the money. It would reduce his value. 
trade value. Yes. But you'd have to get. But, you know, at that point, like, the cap's going to be higher. 9.25 might not look that bad. Darnell Nurse does a lot of things very well. He's a two-way guy. He scores more at five-on-five than people think he does. Uh, He is big, strong, tough. Absolutely, you've got some edge there, and he has a mean streak. Um, He is one of the fastest defensemen still. He is. Uh, he can transport the puck. He's not a great passer, and he's not an accurate shooter. He hits the crest a lot. But most of what he does, he does well, but he needs a very specific partner, yeah. and that partner has to be more of a shutdown type because even though he's built like he is and he plays like he is and he skates like he is, he's not a pure shutdown guy. So you think NHL GMs are going to take that into account and oh, the, the list becomes a little bit shorter? There would be a lot offered for him, yeah. but I think that it would also be... It would have to be a team with a lot of cap room and be close to the Stanley Cup. Because I don't think you trade for Darnell Nurse unless you're close. Yeah, so what happens if there's no trade partner and all of a sudden you can't pay Boosh? That's why you're going to trade Boosh. Like, I think Boosh is the guy you keep, and I think Boosh is the guy they're going to trade. Or they're going to have to find a way to get offload Nuge, Kane, Hyman, or two of the three. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a... I mean, listen, we win one cup, we forget about all this, and we won't care, so... I love when somebody, like I write something for The Athletic. Right. And I send it out. And then among the words that I see responded is delusional. It's always a good one. I feel good about that. Do you, you ever know? think? Do you ever stop and think, you know what? Maybe they're right. Well, I, I hear it enough that I maybe think, you know. You're like, oh, they're onto something. Yeah. yeah. I but I, try to, I do try to be sincere in that, that, you know, I do believe in analytics. I also believe that you have to insist on sample sizes when you're going to go to war with analytics. You're a man of faith. Well, and there's I a deep right drive. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long road to be a man of faith, yeah. and there have been many pratfalls along the way. I feel as though I'm both more and less wise than I was. I think I'm the least wise I've ever been, which is crazy. But that's a good attitude. Okay, I appreciate no, that. No, it is. Because if you, if you stop learning or feel like you've learned everything, then you are lost. The man who does not believe he can get up in the morning and become a better man through listening is not a man who's headed in a good direction. I like that. Oh, it's not. It's a, no, it's a good take and a great perspective on things. And something I will hold near and dear to my heart. Well, it's forward. just something people say when they're trying to, you know, get to the top of the clock. Listen, we've went a little off tangent today, but I think it's been a good show. All I totally. All. Well, I think we have been to Helen back. And then what happened was, I think as soon as I went outside on my little walk, my little walkabout, and I heard Hallie talking about Galileo, Galileo, I just thought, well, now it's farce. Yeah. You know, your brain goes, okay, it's party time, you know? And that's sort of where I was. And I'm still there. Well, declinations tomorrow. Tune oh. in. And I, do we have Lansky back tomorrow? I believe we do. Lansky is back tomorrow. Beautiful. And, of course, we'll have Tata Yaremchuk, although he'll often call. I was say, actually, I, I was asking, but that sounds affirmative, so we'll take it. <laughs> I wasn't telling you. I was asking oh, Lansky, no, Lansky missed two weeks, and he said he'd be back on the third week. Perfect. You know, he's out searching for Galileo, and hopefully he found evidence. Okay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Jason Greger on the way next. Lowdown with Low Tide. Thank you for tuning in. It's time for an update.
This Sports 1440 update is brought to you by Snow Valley Ski Club. All runs and lifts are open and ready for family fun seven days a week. Visit snowvalley.ca for details. It's a busy night on the ice tonight with 12 games on tap. The Habs are in Florida to take on the Panthers. The Leafs are at home against the Yotes. The Kings clash with Vancouver. The Golden Knights take on Boston. The Jets battle the Stars as well. And in case you missed it, last night, the Dallas Stars made a move requiring the prized defenseman Chris Tanev from the Calgary Flames for second rounder, conditional third rounder, and prospect Artem Rushnikov. There's eight games on the hard court tonight with the Bucks clashing with the Hornets, the Jazz play the Magic, the Hawks battle the Nets, the Warriors take on the Knicks, the Thunder battle the Spurs, and the Heat are taking on the Nuggets. In some spring training baseball action, the Jays were defeated 5 to nothing by the Philadelphia Phillies. The Texas Rangers are currently up 2-1 to one in the top of the fourth on the Milwaukee Brewers. The Colorado Rockies are up 5-0 on the Chicago Cubs in the bottom of three. And some finals from earlier today, the Atlanta Braves and Tampa Bay Rays had a slugfest. The Braves edged out the Rays 12-9, and the Red Sox were victorious over the Tigers 5-2. to two. On the way is Jason Greger. I'm Donovan Paulson, and that's your Sports 1440 Update.